This week's episode of the Cross Yes podcast, I discuss how it's perfectly okay to keep your cross-dressing secret secret. I'll also talk about the straight pride parade that happened in Dallas for my Yas of the week, and I'll have Kirsten talk about romance novels in Kirsten's Corner. This is the 36th episode of the Cross Yas podcast. So, y'all ready for this? Yes, 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 Welcome to the Cross Yes Podcast, the podcast that says yes to everything related to cross-dressing and gender. I'm Giselle Mirasol, your cross-dressing host. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Giselle Mirasol. Find the podcast online on the brand new website www.crossyaspodcast.com That's www.crossyaspodcast.com And if you have opinions on what you hear from today's episode and you have something you want to say, like maybe you want to share your own personal story on the podcast, cross-dressing or gender-related, or who knows, maybe you're just freaking tired of keeping things all deep inside and you just want to scream, Yes! I have something to say. Well, talk to me. I'm here for you, ready to listen to your story. Email the podcast on my new email, Giselle at CrossYasPodcast.com. That's G-I-S-E-L-L-E at C-R-O-S-S-Y-A-A-S Podcast.com. It's almost Thanksgiving, you guys, so I just wanted to say thanks for giving me your time and undivided attention. Highly appreciated. Oh, okay. I see what you did there. Quick turnaround from last week's episode. If you haven't heard last week's episode and you like sexy things, well... Last week's episode was a good one. I talked about my boudoir shoot. Here's a clip. I'm also wearing stockings this time around with uh, some red Jessica Simpson heels, some thigh-high stockings. The Jessica Simpson heels were closed-toed shoes, but I still felt really sexy in them, especially with the thigh-high pantyhose, making me feel really, really, really fierce. I also posted some of my photos from that boudoir shoot on the brand new website, crossyaspodcast.com. So for more information and you guys want to see some more sexy pics, please check that out, crossyaspodcast.com. As for this week, well, let's get to my... Yes! ...of the week. Earlier this year, there was a rally held in Boston called the Straight Pride Parade held by Super Happy Fun America. I don't know where they come up with these names, but they're like a troll kind of fake... I mean, they're not fake, they're real, but I think they just exist to fuck with you and trigger you and see how you react. But they held an event called Straight Pride to, I don't know, celebrate being straight? Sure, why not? Well, here's a clip of one person during the event chanting this. Which I can only say, yikes. Like how insecure are you with your own sexuality that... You have to go to a straight pride parade and chant, of all things, I'm straight, hear me roar. Isn't that kind of weird, don't you think? I mean, being straight, if that's what you are, it's fine. It's, if anything, it's the default, right? Which, if you're straight, you're lucky enough to have as a default. Like, if you're a cross-dresser or you're trans or you're gay, like, you have to fight for that because you're the minority. The people here are also chanting things like... Can you believe that? Oppressed majority? Isn't that kind of like an oxymoron? How are you oppressed when you're the majority? That doesn't make any sense. This is totally a troll job. This is bullshit. 
Before that, in my home state of California, there was also kind of a celebratory straight pride event in the city of Modesto, if you want to call it a celebration, where there was like a rally held outside of a Planned Parenthood where 20 people or so kind of celebrated their straight prideness, and a bunch more people protested that, just like in the Boston thing. Apparently at the Boston Straight Pride Parade, hundreds of people gathered, but there were like a thousand people who were actually counter-protesting the Straight Pride Parade, which of course makes sense. Boston has a huge gay population, so if you're going to mock like gay pride and have a Straight Pride Parade, then you're going to expect some pushback. It's really weird though, because they had Milo Yiannopoulos, Yiannopoulos, this like this gay male who's, I don't know, kind of like a counter-celebrity who just acts like a troll but anyways every pride parade has a grand marshal and the straight pride parade had a gay man as their grand marshal does that make sense uh nah. it didn't to me either but anyways that event expected a lot of pushback there was a lot of arrest made there were like 34 arrests made from the counter protesters there were a lot of trump supporters who rallied for the straight pride parade so i mean it makes sense I try not to get political on this podcast, but there was a lot of Trump supporters for straight pride parade versus, I mean, they called it a right, a right wing parade versus the left wing parade. Anyways, so there was a lot of pushback there. So this week, though, there was also a straight pride crowd that gathered in Dallas uh, outside of their city hall, I think, where a crowd of two people showed up for their straight pride parade. That's right, two. Not one, two. Oh, wait, you serious? Let me laugh even harder. <laughs> I mean, can you even call two people a crowd? Isn't that like just a couple? Isn't the old saying like three's a crowd? Well, yeah, this wasn't a crowd, but this was two people. And I'm all for free speech, but these pride parades, you know, when they were made back in the Stonewall events, were first made after the Stonewall riots to kind of show that these gay people were here to stay and i don't know i guess these straight pride people are acting kind of i don't know like they feel like they're the minority and uh they feel oppressed in whatever way which is really really stupid at least to me i mean if you're all for straight pride sure but i think you're getting the message all wrong straight pride you're just doing it to troll the gay pride parade it it's you're trying to trigger people and if you're falling for this please don't just you know let them have their stupid stuff and i know people are saying you know we can't let this thing kind of stand but i mean these god i mean (laughs) there's two people at this crowd luckily it's showing like these the people and support for these events is dwindling i mean we went from 100 to like 20 to now two so i mean thank you dallas (laughs) for god for not going with it I guess one of the two people that showed up was actually part of one of the straight pride events in Boston. So they flew out just for this, which makes them look even stupider. So I don't know. This whole straight pride thing is very stupid. Can't believe I'm talking about it on the podcast, but I find it super fucking funny that only two people showed up. So if you're worried that straight pride might become a thing... I think this week's events of only two people showing up to their stupid event is a great sign that it's not. It's definitely not. So go to your gay pride events because those things, they celebrate, you know, actual oppression versus these straight pride events are just really stupid. So 
Anywho, my yas of the week goes to the lack of support by people for these straight pride events. So good for everybody not supporting these stupid events. And if you do, uh, it's a shame. <laughs> You're wasting your time. And that was the yes! of the week. Anyways, the rest of this episode, I will talk about uh, how having not come out as a crossdresser or, you know, if you're a crossdresser or you have some sort of secret, it's okay not to come out about it. But, you know, don't keep it inside. If you want to keep it only to your loved one, we'll talk about that in this episode. That's totally okay, but we'll talk about that more in this episode. Also, stay tuned to the end. Kirsten will talk about her romance novels. This is the 36th episode of the Cross Yes podcast, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Hey guys, just want to talk about Anchor real quick. You know, I love Anchor so much. They've helped me so much with this podcast. It's free, and they have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your own phone or computer, and Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Really, guys, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So go ahead and go to it. It's great. Just doing a quick rant on how it's okay not to come out to people if you choose not to. I mean, I started this podcast to help those who feel like they can't come out or they feel that it's wrong to, but it, it's not. I mean, if you're not coming out because you think people won't accept you or people will not get who you are, I mean, that's totally acceptable. That's a totally acceptable reason to not come out. I just don't want people to not come out because they feel ostracized or they feel, I guess, negative towards it. To some people, they like to keep their secrets. And if you want to keep your cross-dressing secret, you should. All right, then. Keep your secrets. I mean, you don't have to, though. That's the whole reason I started the podcast, though, is, you know, cross-dressing is is not the end of the world. I feel like when a spouse finds out or a friend finds out or a family member finds out that you're a cross-dresser, they think, oh, well, you'll never amount to anything or that, oh, my gosh, like my life is over, you know, I mean, there's worse problems in the world than finding out that your son, your husband, your boyfriend, your nephew, your grandson, your best friend, your colleague is a crossdresser. If, if they're a shitty person and they crossdress, the crossdressing isn't going to make them a better person or not going to make them any shittier. Crossdressing is basically just another piece of somebody. For me, I, I choose to be a good person first and then a cross-dresser, if that makes sense. Like, cross-dressing doesn't define who I am. It's me that defines me. Like, I cross-dress, but I also happen to be, in my own head, I think, a good person. I pay my taxes, I go to work, I treat people with kindness, I respect people's privacy, you know, I kind of just try to be a good fiancé, I try to be a good friend to you know, my friends, I try to be a good family member to my family members, you know, and everybody has ideas of what's good and what's bad. But, you know, if you're harming others physically or emotionally or, you know, you, you're selfish, whatnot, I don't know where this is going, but I just feel like don't treat someone's cross-dressing or your own cross-dressing as a limiting, you know, a, a, a limitation, if you will. 
your cross-dressing can take you to places if you want to take you places, or it can't. That's true of anything. But if you're a cross-dresser or you feel like you have something within you that you think is harming somebody, you you can't control how they feel, right? If I come out to my, you know, but I've pretty much come out to anybody, but and everybody, I mean, if I come out to someone and tell you, hey, I'm a cross-dresser, and they take it wrong, there's nothing I can do about how they feel about my cross-dressing. I just like being open and honest about my own cross-dressing to people, and if they can't handle that, I mean, there's only so much I can do, right? I can do my best to educate. I can do my best to, you know, notify, give them the resources about my cross-dressing. And if that changes our relationship, then it changes our relationship. I mean, I hope it wouldn't. I hope it doesn't. But, you know, I can't control. And, you know, you also need to realize that you can't control how people feel about you or about, um, you know, that about anything, really. It's up to them to either change the way they think or change their own mindset cross-dressing i mean i hear from people all the time cross-dressers who are closeted meaning they don't want to come out of their cross-dressing closet either if they have a big wardrobe or something but if you're a cross-dresser and you choose to not come out because again you feel afraid to that's totally okay it's okay to be afraid but it's not okay to live in fear of people rejecting you because let's be honest people are going to reject you anyways People are out there who are going to reject you for certain beliefs and certain stuff. That's not a permission statement for me to say it's okay to hate on others. You know, if you're a crossdresser and you wear the things you like to wear, do you, boo-boo? Do you, boo-boo? As long as you're not harming people. Again, you know, recognize the situation, but don't wear, like, thigh-high leggings or don't go naked to a public place because, you know, at least reserve yourself for some common decency. You know, don't wear a bikini out you know to church if you like going to church or to school i mean you can do that but again that's without consequence you know you're free of there you have freedom of choice but you don't have freedom of consequences right for those cross-dressers who i don't know i've heard those people who you know they cross-dress and you know they do it in like the wrong time there's always a time and place for something like they cross-dress at like their kid's school or something i was reading a story on reddit about a husband transitioned to be a woman and he likes to wear sexy clothes and the wife felt like he has a right to but he was picking up their daughter at school in like heels and like fishnet stockings and like inappropriate attire to pick up your kid from school like brawn panties like that's all they were wearing basically or like a really short skirt and something of that nature i mean you can cross dress again you have freedom of choice but you don't have freedom of consequences you know how's that kid gonna grow up is that kid gonna be i don't know challenged later in life expecting you know people his friend or the that child's friends and the child's the teachers and whoever else is there is looking at this and other parents are looking at this kid like you know that kid's mom or dad is dressed inappropriately is your fear a cross-dresser pay attention to your surroundings because it's important right People are going to, you know, again, you shouldn't care how other people think, but this is someone else's life. (laughs) This is your child's life who's going to be possibly picked on or whatnot because of their parents' choices. So, again, give some common decency or make some common sense choices about what you're wearing. I mean, I'm not going to wear, I don't know, my Halloween nurse outfit to 
I keep making church as a thing, but I'm not going to wear that to, I don't know, someone's funeral or something, right? And you have to make good choices and pay attention to your surroundings because these choices you make are important. But anyways, back to back to where I was talking about coming out as a cross-dresser. I think it's important to be true to yourself. And if you find that you... I mean, I talked about in the Letty story in episode 35 about... I mean, she brought up a great point of just... She found no positivity or no, no... It wouldn't improve her situation by going to her friends and letting them know about Letty's cross-dressing, right? But that if they came out to someone else, that that'll, that would make their lives better. I mean, she was talking about how she was, you know, on the fence about coming out to certain people... I'm lucky I live in an area and I've been able to be open to people and they're super understanding of it. But I think that stems from first being a good person. And if you're a good person, people will listen to you because, you know, you aren't there to harm somebody. And if they feel like they're attacked or feel like they're harmed, ask them about it. Like, what is it that I can do better? At least that's what I kind of do. If I feel like someone's hurt or someone's in pain, as I don't know if it's just my own you know upbringing but I want to kind of make that better like what can I do and if it's something that I can change like if someone was offended by my cross-dressing and they would say something I don't know that they can't accept my cross-dressing for whatever reason I would say why is it why can you not accept my cross-dressing and if they give me some bullshit about a man is supposed to be a man a woman's supposed to be a woman well you know I'll give them some other I don't know information about well what does being a man mean to you or what does a woman mean to you and if they mean well you know if they give me the to my opinion my own opinion if they give me well man's supposed to wear this or woman's supposed to wear that and I'm going to challenge their ideas or challenge their perceptions of and their perspectives of okay well why why do you think that or what gives you the right to tell me what to wear or what not to wear and if they say well try wearing this which was I got my I remember, I think, in an episode where I told my grandma I like to wear, before she passed away, I told her that I like to wear girls' clothes. And she says, well, are you gay? And I was like, no. And she said, well, there's something wrong with that. And I'm like, no, not really. When she's like, well, try wearing a skirt in public and see what people think about you. And she brought, that's a great point by my grandma. Yeah, like, people will say stuff, right? People will give me a second look or challenge me for being who I want to be or wear what I want to wear but again it's freedom of choice but not freedom of consequences I understand that people will look at me differently or give me weird looks or say things under their breath about me and I'm okay with that as long as I know that I'm living my best life and I you know again take into consideration my surroundings my environment where I cross-dress and I feel like I'm not harming anybody and I feel like I keep things to myself and that's okay. Like I guess people, I don't know if crossdressers and I don't want to generalize just don't want to make a big fuss or bring out a big fuss by going out in public, wearing a skirt and, you know, getting harassed for wearing clothes that aren't necessarily meant for their masculinity. You know, they don't want to cause a ruckus, which I get, you don't want to be the center of attention, but eventually crossdressing, I think will 
I mean, the dream is cross-dressing just fades out, right? That it just becomes dressing up. It's not even cross-dressing anymore. It's just you're wearing clothes, right? There's no assigned men wear this, women wear that, or a bigendered person wears that, or a non-binary person wears that. It's just clothes. There's, again, there's these connotations that, oh, well, I cross-dress, so I must do this, or you're a cross-dresser, so you have to wear that, or, you know, it's just, it's eventually just clothes. And I think one day, again, I dream one day, it's just people will just respect everybody for what they are. And that doesn't mean you have the right to hate on somebody. You know, people have, we get back to the straight pride stuff that I talk about today in my Yas of the Week, that just because these people feel oppressed because they're straight and they don't understand what it means to be not straight, right? These people are so dumb. Sorry, in my head, it's just these straight pride people don't wish to acknowledge. I mean, yeah, they acknowledge that there may be other genders, but they feel like they're oppressed. But, and I I don't want to come off as condescending to just being like, oh, well, straight straight people don't matter. And it's like, yeah, they matter. But I think that's what pride does. That's what gay pride celebrates, that it celebrates everything, not only just gay people, but also straight people, lesbians, trans, queers. Like, I feel like straight pride, they're sending the message all wrong, where it's like, we're straight get over it we're here we're oppressed like that's fine but if you look at these events especially the thing in boston they're all about well we're straight and then they have this trump stuff on there too which again i don't like getting political but trump does have rhetoric that's very anti-gay anti-lesbian anti-trans anti everything not straight and People for straight pride at these protests were wearing like had like Nazi swastikas on as tattoos. There is the connotation. Well, so you're for straight pride. So are you also for white supremacism? Are you also against other things like sex and gender or race and you know religion? So it's ugh, it gets you know scary. And this all comes back to coming out as a crossdresser, like. Crossdressers, again, I don't like gen- to generalize, but we just don't like to cause a big fuss. We just want to crossdress. We want to wear our own, you know, fishnets or our own bras in our, the privacy of our own homes. And if you do that and I see you guys post stuff on Reddit and post stuff online, you know, they don't show their faces. They like keeping things just private. And that is totally okay, I think. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being private, there's nothing wrong with just keeping things to yourself it's it just gets scary when people i mean people just i, I mean it, it it just gets scary when you want to cross dress and there are people out there who are fighting just to be seen if that makes sense like 10 20 years ago you could cross dress in public but you were seen as something else or you, you were seen as wrong for society. Like, what, less than 50 years ago, or, you know, Stonewall, like, if you didn't, I mean, it's not even less, less than that. I mean, even 10 years ago, right? Um, gay marriage wasn't even legalized or wasn't even seen as equal. Like, gay people were seen as less than human. And I think eventually we'll get to the point where trans people and other 
people for the from the LGBTQ community will be seen as human beings. I think ah, it just gets scary, and it's hard as a crossdresser to fit somewhere in that LGBTQ spectrum, right? I don't know about all the other crossdressers out there, but we still try to find out, like, hey, where do we fit in there? We're not necessarily lesbian. We're not necessarily gay. We're some of us are trans, but not all of us are. Some of us just like to wear clothing. Some of us are married or happily married, or in relationships with women, and we're totally happy with that. Yeah, I'm speaking from the male heterosexual crossdresser's perspective. I mean, I'm happily engaged with my fiance Kirsten, who you guys know and love. And all I like to do is wear women's clothing and makeup sometimes, and just feel feminine. Now, do I fit in somewhere in that LGBTQ spectrum? Maybe, but it's hard to find somewhere where we fit in. So I get where you guys are coming from for those cross-dressers out there who who are afraid to come out as cross-dresser to your friends or family because there's still not a lot of you know resources out there. But that's, what, again, why I started this podcast, to help kind of kind of have other people understand where we fit in. That's why I have other guests in here. And, you know, that's why I have, you know, not just cross-dressing guests. That's why I have transgendered guests or I'm going to eventually have lesbian guests and other guests who are part of that LGBTQ spectrum and even those who are outside of it who are cisgendered or who aren't necessarily part of this LGBTQ thing but have different opinions. And that's who I want to come in on this podcast where, you know, this is a non-judgmental zone. I mean, I have my own judgments, but I come in here with everyone's perspective equal and I want to listen to everybody's perspective because you never know what kind of ideas people have that may be important that you want to hear because you know solutions come from all sides and I don't like I don't like this idea where this is where it gets troublesome with like the straight pride people or the right wing people versus the left wing people I don't like that I like I like the idea that we can all just come together and talk But when someone hates or hears somebody say something and, you know, they don't agree with their opinion, they totally like cancel them or don't listen to anything else they have to say. But it's like they may have something important to say and we should hear them out. Sometimes it's hateful, but maybe we can get to where that point of hate starts. Like hate is an emotion and it stems from something. And maybe we can figure out where hate comes from. I don't know. These things just have me thinking like, as a crossdresser, what can we do better so that a crossdresser can feel the need to come out if they choose to, right? Again, if it's your secret and you don't want to come out, you don't have to. But I think just being able to feel comfortable enough to come out if you so choose to without the fear of retaliation or rejection, I think would be a great way for crossdressers and anybody who's part of the LGBTQ spectrum or outside of it to be able to say hey i do something different or hey i like doing this as long as you're not harming anyone of course you can't say oh well fuck this group of people or fuck that group of people i'm like no no that's not what i'm saying i'm saying just from a crossdresser's perspective and you are a crossdresser and you like to crossdress i i would hope that eventually you can come out as such and be okay with it but again if you have your secrets and you want to keep it solely between you and your loved one or hopefully it's not just you if you're a crossdresser and you only keep it between yourself i mean it might be kind of tough because you're learning more but you know it helps to have 
as I say, like it takes a village to raise, you know, a baby. I think it's the same thing. It takes a village to raise someone. If you're a crossdresser or trans or something, you need, you need help from others. So if you're a crossdresser and scared or you're transgender and you're scared and you need help from others, reach out. Like even if you're not transgender or, you know, you're suicidal or you have thoughts of harming yourself or, you know, you feel scared that no one's, no one understands you. Trust me, there are people out there who do understand you and you need to just reach out. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. So that was the, that was a long rant about just being okay with not coming out or coming out. So yeah. And now it's time for Kirsten's Corner. In this week's episode of Kirsten's, Kirsten's Corner. Corner. Oh, that was bad. Kirsten's Corner. Kirsten's Corner. This week we talk about romance novels. Oh. Her, her cheesy romance novels. You guys, I'll start it off here is that my mom reads cheesy romance novels like Danielle Steele and Sandra Brown. I don't know if that's an one. I just made that up. Is that one? I mean, why would you know? Anyway, it's like. I don't read. Giselle doesn't read. Giselle doesn't read. Like, it's fine. Is she illiterate? I'm just kidding. She's not illiterate. So anyway, I noticed my mom would always be reading, like, when I was younger. And, like, one time, like, I took a glimpse at, like, a title or, like, the cover. And I was like, ooh, it's like a Fabio type of do, you know? I can't believe it's not bothering But I think I always, like, associated romance novels with, like, that type of dude. Like, a really buff you know, just like long haired type of situation and like a damsel in distress. I, I didn't ever really read those books, you know, when I was young. But then I, I always liked reading never the books that I would read for school, but like books that I wanted to read. So like Harry Potter or like, I don't know, you know, just whatevs. But anyway, I don't know how I started reading like romance books or like if you the type like I have a Kindle Unlimited subscription so I read like new romance or I love young adult novels or teen young adult or just anything fiction you know but you know like before like especially like when um what do you call it what's that the sexy books 50 Porno? shades oh, sorry. It's like sexy book like 50 shades. shades was like a thing like I had read those and I was like oh like yeah the scenes are like hot or whatever but like the writing was so bad you know so like I found that there's like so many authors out there who do have like sexy scenes or whatever but like their character building and like the writing is very good and like the situations or like the stories are really fun to read and it's just like I like the slow buildup of relationships so I'll tell you my few of my favorite authors are Mariana Zapata I like Penny Reed, Penelope Douglas. Um, who else do I really like? There's a lot more, but I think... Oh, uh, Jay McLean and Brittany Cherry, I think is her name. But there's actually like a few that like I always have like saved whenever they have new books. Like I always make sure that I download them and read them. Oh, R.S. Gray, I really like too. But it like kind of has that like vibe of like it really builds like up a romance. And it's not just about like, you know, it's like how people say like, oh, they watch porn for the stories or they read like dirty magazines for the articles. I will say like it is kind of like that, right? So what's the appeal of a romance novel versus 
just a regular like science fiction novel are people looking for it to get well because it's like the same thing like a rom-com because you like the stories you like how you relate to the characters I mean, like, I think it's like like watching a romance movie or watching a rom-com or like a teen young adult movie. It's like the same thing, just in a different media. Like one of my favorite or one of my new favorite comedy movies, like teen comedies is The Duff. And it's just like, it's relatable. Like, I don't know. You just can put yourself in the shoes of the heroine and like, you're like, oh, I feel I felt like that before or I want to know what that feels like or to kind of fall in love and like have that like giddy feeling. I mean, I just love reading them. I've So again, um, I have a Kindle Unlimited subscription. So if you guys don't know what that is, that's Kindle. Um, so Amazon has a like a book subscription program. So obviously not all books are available, but they do have like popular ones. For instance, they have the Harry Potter series on there. I also saw yesterday they have a Jodi Picoult novel, which is I actually like her books also. Those are just more fiction books so depending on what it's about sometimes they're like coming of age stories or sometimes they're like about social you know situations anyway so like a romance novel versus a novel with romance what distinguishes a romance novel well because there's different kinds like like is harry potter a romance novel no that's like a that's romance that's a fantasy novel with that has elements of romance but romance novels specifically have like, like romance built into the like yeah like oh like oh this there's a quirky girl who meets a guy who she doesn't think would like her and they fall in love you know or like you know like they meet they, they've known each other since they were young and she's always had a crush on him but he's never seen her seen her that way you know like that type of shit is there always like you know those like old used devices of oh he has cancer oh she has like when i think romance novel i think like again what's his name who does like a walk to remember yeah i mean they have stuff like that too but like sometimes it's also more than just romance sometimes it's like a coming of age story or like issues people dealing with like anxiety or bullying or whatever like it's any story it's like it's just fiction you know it's a story honestly it's because you don't read I don't read. Well, like, with the rise of, like, Netflix and stuff, and there's a lot of rom-coms mm-hmm. that are on, It's like, like that. But with just, like, more descriptions in terms of, like, writing, like, in the book. What do you mean? Because, you know, like, I guess with reading, right, you have to create this imagery mm-hmm. that, you know, Well, it kind of gives you more the ability of putting yourself in the person's shoes because you, can't, mm. you don't know what they really look like or you can kind of, you know, just... It, it builds a world you know like before harry potter was a movie it was just a story you know and like people can imagine what it's like to to be harry or to be a, a person who's perceived as not you know like just a normal person and then realizing that you're so much more than that you know i mean it's like again if you're a person who likes to read so like if i were new to the romance novel scene what romance novel would you recommend because then i like you said like five six years ago it was 50 shades of gray like that's a romance novel right but that's i mean there's always there's always been romance novels like but that's from the beginning of time of since since there's been fiction there's always been romance novels like like uh you know jane Eyre, or like you know all of like oh, those Pride and prejudice yeah and all of that stuff like has elements of romance even if it's like in a different way it just depends on like what you're looking like if you're looking for like smut or if you're looking for like romance with like a little bit of like sex or if you're looking for just like clean stuff there's always there's so many different kinds i see but again like the authors that i mentioned like they have varying like degrees of sexiness but i always like also just really like their stories and there's usually 
some element where I feel like, or maybe you're just an emotional person sometimes, but you seem to cry a lot at these. Yeah, I mean, it's just like with movies, like there's some stories or like some situations like where I could either really relate to or like I just really get involved into a story and just feel like, oh my gosh, this is happening. You know, it's just like they feel like real people. Like Mm. some the authors that I read feel like real people or like I just get invested the same way I do with TV or with movies. Hmm. And you try to relate it to your own life? Not even if I can't relate, even if it's a situation I completely do not relate to. Like, sometimes the emotions are things I relate to, you know? Like, like when you watch Grey's Anatomy, I'm obviously not a doctor, you know? Yeah, okay. But, like, there are some of the things that they feel or that they go through are things that, like, I could feel or go through, you know? Mm. Now, are, with romance novels, are there, like... Is there a target age for this? I feel like... No, like there's said, different, different types. Again, so there's, like, right, young okay. adult, there's, okay. like... You know, so they, like, I've read ones that are just, like, purely, like, teen romance, you know, just, like, what it feels like to fall in love for the first time or, like, have your first kiss or, like, someone who doesn't like you back, you know? the young adult ones, do they, like, they use less prose, like, the, (laughs) right, like, the, the terminology is, is it all... Like, just young adults, do they only have young adult characters versus, like... No, I mean... Like, you wouldn't read about, like, an old dude in, like, an old lady in a young adult thing versus aren't like young it adult. just really depends like it's just oh. like every movie or every like it, but what makes a book i guess young adult versus like, like it's about teens teens that's what i'm saying yeah like, it, it's like oh but it's like i've also read like books about teens that are also about their parents you know it's just like like the duff was a was a was a novel what's the duff hillary duff no i made you watch it one time the one where where um She's in high school and like her neighbor who she's known forever like says, oh, yeah, you're the Duff, the designated ugly fat friend. Oh, yeah. you've seen that. I know you've talked. About yeah, it's starring Robbie Amell and uh, shit, I can't remember girl, her right? no Disney. How dare you? It's the voice of Katara from and she's also she in Parenthood. Friends. She was. Yeah. OK. She's on one episode of Friends. Oh, hold on. You look up Parenthood. Yeah. Hold on. Just look up the Duff. No, May Whitman. May Whitman. Yeah, so that was a book. Like, The Walk Remembers a book, and it then became a movie, you know? Jamie! You don't know the first thing about being someone's friend. I don't want to just be your friend. You don't know what you want. Neither do you. You know the real reason why you're scared? It's because you want to be with me, too. And that has young people and old people. You but know? like the young people with the love interest. I mean, like, yeah, I'm, or like where they have it's like where they're young, but or okay, the notebook. The notebook, yeah. So what? So it's not going to be easy. It's going to be really hard. And we're going to have to work at this every day, but I want to do that because I want you. I want all of you forever. You and me every day. <laughs> but that's because it was a flashback. No, but they also team. have stuff like that too. I see. All right, so the takeaway is just to read them well if you if you i can give you a list of authors that i like and if you want to read any of their books let me know you did yeah but if you want a list you you should write them down or something okay well they can listen to the episode and listen about young adults i mean sorry romance Uh. novels for kirsten's corner thank you it's kirsten's corner this week kirsten's corner And that's it for this week's episode of the Cross Yas podcast, where in this episode I talked about uh, a little bit of my Yas of the week that talked about straight pride parade, which again, I think is bullshit. I also talk about how it's okay not to come out as a crossdresser. 
Um, if you guys have any feedback on that, please reach out to me. I'm always looking for feedback. Giselle at crossyaspodcast.com where you can email me. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So yeah, reach out. Oh, and also you guys heard Kirsten's Corner where she talked about romance novels. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, if you guys have any feedback on that, please reach out to me. And yeah, hope you guys have a happy Thanksgiving. It's almost December, almost to the end of the year. So I'll try and release a couple more episodes here and there, but we'll see. So happy Thanksgiving. Thanks again for your guys' support, for reaching out and listening, because, you know, you have so much material out there to listen to and so much things to get distracted by. But I'm just so glad that I have you guys as a listener. So, um, yeah, that's it. And as always, keep it fresh, stay blessed, and remember, you're gorgeous. Again, I'm not here to treat or diagnose anything, guys. I'm just here to tell my story. I have people come on the podcast and tell their story, and and maybe you guys can learn from it. And I hope it helps you guys understand the world of cross-dressing and gender a bit more. Thank you.